0: Hello, and good morning. How are you doing today, Graham? Hi, good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. Absolutely. The Great American Recipe on PBS. I got to tell you, I'm here in the South, and there is such an influx of people from New York, Florida, California, even Middle America. I'm thinking that our, our collards and greens here in the South are going to be changing. Is, is that a good thing or a bad thing?
1: You know, I think it's, it's an unstoppable thing. Okay. That's what I would say. As long as people that are, are cooking currently are there and carry on the traditions, and the people coming in uh, embrace that, but then the people that are currently there um, accept and embrace the things that are coming, then the world's good. And that's not just food-wise, that's, that's everything.
0: Right. Is it difficult to be the judge? Because I mean, I, lo- I look at, because I love my kitchen. I mean, I'm in love with my kitchen. And and the thing is, is that I, I take so many chances, and as, a, as the creative person, do I want someone to judge me? How do you deal with that, Graham?
1: Oh, it's 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 really hard because I try to to do what I call the compliment sandwich where it's, you come in saying, this is amazing, I love it. Then you try to give some feedback, and I, I, I call it feedback. I don't like criticism, and then I end it with a positive note because kind of like you're saying, if you love food and you enjoy being in the kitchen, you want to share what you do with people, yep. Yep. nothing worse than being on a stage whether it's television or in front of 10 people at a at a bake sale and have them critique what you do and say you know i don't like this this should have been whatever that's when you like flip over the table and like none of you know anything about food anyway i'm not here so <laughs> um it's very hard i always think the same thing if you're a, a writer you know a journalist you wrote some amazing article and then you have like the editor that has to look over it first and just like Who's going to tell me that this article needs help? I know what I want to say, so it's <laughs> it's definitely hard to uh, to to take that feedback. I think <laughs> one of the greatest things my wife
0: and I love about the Great American Recipe on PBS is the fact that you share personal stories. We literally sit there with notebooks on our laps because we learn from that, and then we go try out new things in the kitchen. Do do you feel that from those that that are viewing the same thing?
1: Oh, absolutely! I feel it as. You know, just as a viewer myself, yeah. uh, with watching this show and being a judge, you never get jaded uh, when you when you work in food and, and maybe radio or journalism or anything else because you're you're constantly learning and you know you're you're inquisitive and so to have someone <clears throat> come in with a dish or a piece of equipment or the story behind it and you hear it. You know, you have a completely different appreciation. Where it's like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to that ingredient. That you know, that's kind of, you know, kind of basic and pedestrian. And then, oh, but I simmer it for eight hours. Then I puree it and turn it into this, and that's what the base for our soup. Because my great grandma carried, you know, five pounds of the of these beans with her when she. And you're just like, God dang! Like that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Of. I mean, you'll make that now, you know. But if you just saw it and taste it and you'd be like oh it's okay but <laughs> that's what makes it so fun
0: I, I would love to go back to Montana right now and grab that gigantic bucket of Crisco that my mother would pour into that can because she, she she just kept using it over and over again
1: that's so funny what were you What were you eating in Montana for like breakfast oh my god oh
0: my dad would because he, he was in World War II so he would always cook up uh, eggs with, with a, um, a hamburger meat in it and he would put cheese in it and then he would pour it over pancakes with, with syrup
1: damn that sounds good actually <laughs> I like that I like that dirty military system. my dad was in the military 32 years so we we moved all over the, the world and uh, yeah I remember MREs and all those stories but uh, we used to get the, the cream chip beef did you ever get that yes I did yeah 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 that... like milk gravy with like shredded yep. some kind of dried beef <laughs> and it, it was also called SOS which it's uh you know, something on a shingle, I guess. Yeah, that's, the, that's exactly what the, my dad used terminology, to call it. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. But, Graham, but,
0: uh, what we used to do but, up there in Montana was yeah, that we, we would grab the chickens first, go out to the haystacks, and, and before we would feed the cattle, and let them, you know, the scavenger out there to make, get rid of the mice and, and, and then the uh, the snakes so we could feed the cattle, come in, go to the ch- the hen house, get eggs, and eat the eggs fresh out of the hen house. I don't get that, that feeling anymore when I go to a grocery store.
1: I know, isn't it crazy? It's uh, it's funny because I feel on one hand you have you know quote unquote progress where it's you can now literally call or order online from any of the local you know the stores in a ten minute radius to you and get eggs delivered in like the next hour. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: that's at your house and like that's insane, you know. But. <laughs> On the flip side, you're getting eggs that were probably, you know, done in a farm of 10 million chickens yep. eating the same thing. The egg is just going to be consistently a three out of 10. It's, it's okay. It serves the purpose of an egg. Mm-hmm. But when you get a warm egg, like just hatched that morning, you know, like we had chickens in Chicago in the backyard, the same thing. The Kids go out, they grab them. Yep. It's like, you know, ding 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 a surprise oh my god we got three chicken eggs it's like okay well what do we want to do do we want to poach them should we scramble them? and the yolks are a beautiful yes. color and it, it, you celebrate it so I do think that you know it's funny that as we progress people now want to spend money on things you know old tiny yeah. you know you have your iPhone all day in front of you you almost wish you could go home and do like the rotary phone to call mom you know and have that crackle type of sound in the background.
0: Mom, speak up. I can't hear you. Come on, Mom, speak up. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I still have that with my mom right now. When I I try to call her, she's like, I'm trying to push the face button, but I can't time face you because... And I'm like, will you see anything like that in like a restaurant kitchen? But I think if you go into a professional restaurant kitchen, we've got a million pieces of equipment and do things certain ways. But yeah, at home... I don't know if you can think of something in the last twenty years that's been as important or like the game changer where you I think the what is it, instant pot or instapot? Yeah, instant pot, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Air fryer and like the like the bullet or the ninja like that kind of blender thing where you can have a smoothie every morning. Yep. I feel those are like the most used items in a kitchen across the country. Wow.
0: I, I love the fact that uh, Johnson and Wales opens up their doors to everyday average people to come in and learn new tricks for the kitchen. It, and, and I always, I always say it's because of people like yourself, Graham, that you've made yourself so available to us to believe in the art of food.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I was telling someone the other day. It, it, what's crazy is, you know, you have TV, you have chefs doing different things and you know you quote unquote celeb chefs and food network and you know whatever but at the same time you could probably message any one of those chefs on Instagram tonight and you'll get a reply back (laughs) you know it's there's (laughs) it's like there's no middleman anymore you know what I mean you don't have to go through their publicist to talk to their agent to get through the manager to talk it's like hey I'm cooking this what do you think and it's like You know, people think you're out partying or having some amazing dinner. It's like, no, I'm sitting at home looking at my phone and being like, well, let me tell you, Ted, in Iowa, I think that I would have cooked the pork chop this way, but best of luck. Let me know how it comes comes out. It's this great equalizer.
0: Oh, it is. So true. So true. Congratulations on another great season for The Great American Recipe on PBS. You got to come back to this show anytime because I have a foodie channel on iHeartRadio and I just love sharing conversations with chefs.
1: Same. I would love to do it. Like I said, message me. Instagram at (laughs) Graham Elliott. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you'd be brilliant today, okay? We'll do it. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great one.